Hello, and we're so glad you are joining us for the eighth episode of the Clay Jars Micro Podcast. Can't believe it's been eight episodes already. My name is Kerry Aiken, and this is a resource of Global Servant Leaders, where each week we take just a few minutes to look at a verse out of the scriptures so we might better understand what it means for us as Christian leaders to be servant leaders according to God's word. We want to thank you so much for listening, and we're so glad that our special friend and special guest, Bishop David Manuri of Global Outreach Assembly, is with us again this week to talk about coming near to God and the promise God makes when we come near to Him. So let's join Bishop David from Nairobi, Kenya. Well, welcome back once again. We're glad to have you, and we've got our special guest for the third week. And uh, we were talking in between podcasts, and I... Uh, Kenyan names are done a little different than American names, and we're talking uh, with Bishop David. Th- uh, Min- uh, Th- I keep doing it wrong. Thagana, no, it's Minuri Thagana. Is that right? Minuri right. Thagana. Um, when when there's a marriage, I remember when his son got married. It, it changes things, and I won't try to explain that because. Um, I still don't quite fully understand other than it's the significant of the family name. And so uh, sorry about that, but I'm glad we got it right for our listeners at home because I know all the Kenyan listeners are going, that's not right. That's not what he goes by. So, um, you know, and that's one of the wonderful things about this, Bishop David, is that we learn from each other. You know, from cultures, you talked last time about ancestry and how important that is. Um, in American culture, a lot of times we don't value the family enough, you know, and sometimes in other cultures, they value the family so much they'll allow cultural things to supersede Christian things. And so, you know, we're all learning from one another in our cultures what, what God can use in good ways and what things we need to maybe take a look at and change for the sake of the kingdom. So um, it's great to have you back with us Um and uh, let's jump right into this broadcast. Thanks for being here again. Thank you for having me again. All right. So we've been talking and having a conversation the last couple of weeks about drawing close to God. Um, quite honestly, there's nothing more important because all of that we do in ministry should come from that relationship. And so today we're going to look at James chapter 4, verse 8, and it talks about drawing near to God again. It says simply this very short passage come near to god and then here's this promise and he will come near to you that's that's good news right there come near to god and he will come near to you wash your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded and so in a lot of ways uh this is a, a similar passage to what we looked at last week but it has some different aspects to us that i want us to take a look at Um, Let's talk about the meaning of the promise that if we come near to God, he will come near to us. That's a promise to us in the word of God. Bishop David, tell us um, why that's the case or what that means to you that God's inviting us. And he says, if we do it, um, why is he going to come near to us? And what does that mean? That's that's uh, that's a great promise. It's a great promise. And I really like it. I like it, especially uh, especially coming from again. An African traditional religion, hmm. where where the, where the stories that we hear 
tell us that God withdrew from the people ah. because people were, were sinning and they were very bad people. They were begging him stuff. So he withdrew and he went to live on top of mountains uh, away from the people. Ah. So so this, this, this is a very powerful passage to a person coming from an African traditional religion because it represents a God who is interested in the people. Right. A God who is uh, who has made a way in which a formula for people coming to him. And right. when you right. draw closer to him, a God who invites people instead of running away from them. So it is uh, it, it is very, very significant that um, that that we distinguish between this kind of God and uh, other gods who either are feared and uh, lands away from people, punishes people. I mean, people mm. don't don't relate to people and this is one of the beauty of christianity that, in that it is a religion of relationships even with god himself right uh, and with the people well that so, that's such a significant thing there that uh you know from your cultural perspective and, and i think anybody around the world a lot of times um we hear a lot of different religions that are talking about measuring up you know and and if you don't measure up God wants nothing to do with you. And, you know, and yet in our scriptures, we've got stories like the prodigal son where he didn't measure up at all. And, you know, if you've, you've read the Bible at all, if you're a Christian leader, you're familiar with that story and the idea that, that what God really longed is for you to come back and, and not not to measure up. Actually, the whole essence of, uh, of, of uh, Christianity, as Jesus put it, is to seek and to save the lost. Yeah. And uh, and at one point he says that uh, it is the sick, the sick people who need the doctor. So yeah. uh, so everyone has the opportunity to come to him. And uh, and this one is uh, uh, James here is is, is actually addressing uh, uh, sin and conflict hmm. in this passage, and he's talking about the problem of, of conflict and sin, and and he sees those conflicts uh, or fights and quarrels among christians right which, which and and he says that they come because they come from refusing to to listen and failure to obey the word uh the word of god right that is the way he's putting it in this text here so if we listened and obeyed god's word we would uh we would, we would have less of conflict and sin in our midst and um uh, and then and then he talks about um uh, about repentance repentance it's a there's a very strong call here to to mm -hmm. repentance if we are going to draw uh, to draw close to god yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh and and the terms like a lot of action words a lot of verbs here around this passage uh which all brings about the importance of of repentance like submit to god uh resist the devil wash your hands purify your hearts right action stuff that uh, that all leads to repenting uh so that we can be able to to get close to that yeah and, and yeah. as we talked about you know a lot of times our action words are be good enough for you know we got to do something whereas the action mm -hmm. words that god gives us are about drawing close to him you know about mm -hmm. you know doing things that put us in his presence that trust in his sacrifice all of those kinds of things purified by what he did 
and then all of a sudden we can have this relationship. And, you know, you pointed out, I think, very important, the context of this, that there was all this fighting and, you know, not getting along in the Christian community. And thankfully, Bishop David, we don't have any of that anymore. Um, that You know, nowadays the church gets along great and there's never church splits or arguments or whatever. Um, and I wish <laughs> we I wish all, that was true. Yeah. And, but I think isn't that a wonderful word for us today? Because sometimes we're so concerned about being right. I'm yeah. right and you're wrong. I'm right and you're wrong. And there is there is no question that we should stand for truth. There's no question that we have to believe the right things because God has shared the truth with us. But um, God's heart is one of compassion. Um, you know, God's heart, you know, come near to me. And a lot of times what we're doing, not only to the world, which is bad enough, but to brothers and sisters, Christ is, I don't agree with you. Get away from me. You know, I don't agree with you. I don't want to be in your presence instead of reconciling and making things right. Um, it said, you know, we talked a lot even last week about purifying your hearts. When it says, I thought this was kind of interesting, you know, don't be double minded. What, is, what does it mean not to be double minded? That's kind of an interesting term. Yes, it's quite interesting. Double minded. And uh, double-minded means uh, wavering, wavering between opinions, wavering, and sometimes we uh, we can be wavering individuals uh, with divided interests, hmm. uh, divided interests, and so our hearts uh, have become unclean due to our spiritual adultery, right? A spiritual, the spiritual division, a tone, and you remember, you remember there again like we have spoken in the last uh, podcast where people are torn between uh, between various uh, either worldly stuff right. or other religions in the old uh, or other religions in the old testament uh, and they are not able to fully surrender or submit to god right. so the di- the divided attention is, is real it's, it's very real in our contemporary uh-huh. uh, christian life <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm not laughing at you. I, I'm enjoying the noises that we've got in the background of, of chickens oh. and kids and all that stuff. But so, so important what you just said. You know, we can't be double minded. We can't be divided. And once again, we need to understand the context here because they're fighting. It's not saying so you're you know, you get one mind and then you beat other people up with your truth. You know, what it what it's saying is have the mind of Christ, have the heart of Christ to draw near to him, you know, to love one another. Um, I'm always amazed uh, how many times it tells us to draw near to God and love one another. And and we tend to distance ourselves from God and throw stones at one another. And so, you know, there's a powerful lesson in this this week. Um, Before we wind up our time here today, maybe you could share with us a story um, that kind of has to do with either drawing near to God or purifying yourself, something that kind of relates to what we're talking about here today. Do you have something from your context you could share with us? Let me tell you, <clears throat> let me tell, uh, tell you our, our, our listener, a story about John, John Mutinda. John Mutinda is, uh, is, is, is a Kenyan young man who was brought up in a community that practices witchcraft, uh, uh, always goes to the medicine men for divination, mm. uh, especially where when they interpret everything wrong to be to have a force behind it. And so, and his parents died. So at one point he could not be able to to go to school. But then John uh, came to me I, and 
and he wanted to know more about Christ. And I evangelized him. I led him to Christ. And he mm. gave his life to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, the reason the reason he came to me is because I, he would get food. And, uh, and, and through the food, eventually I shared the gospel and he accepted Christ. But John kept on being torn between the witchcraft that he knew about uh. and the divination that he would, he would secretly, quietly, quietly go back. When he fails exams in school, he wants to go back and ask the diviners. And um, when he is in a problem with another boy, he wants to go out there and remember the, the witchcraft and, and settle the scores to, to make the sure the boy has a, is dealt with or is punished. Mm. But uh, one day we sat down to discuss the matter of being divided in opinions right. with him. Yeah. And we sat to talk in through the discipleship meetings. We talked about that God doesn't like divided opinions. He like doesn't like double-mindedness. I said, what if, John, what if you gave your life fully to the Lord and submit to him uh, because he loves you? And uh, the Holy Spirit convicted him. And he actually came back to me in a few days, time and uh, reciting John 6, hmm. 30, 33, that uh, that he is now seeking the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. Yeah. And all, he came back reciting that. Amen. And and John, today as we speak, John is the bishop of 25 churches. Wow. And, uh, I wasn't expecting he, that ending. <laughs> he has planted himself. And he always remembers the day that we had the conversation about being double-minded. Wow. And he has he has seen the Lord. The the Lord has has blessed his ministry. He has he keeps remembering about those days and how he used to run back and forth between God and, and medicine men and witchcraft. Now he's happy and the work of God is growing. Well that that that's an incredible story and it's a great way to to end our podcast, you know, this whole idea of being double minded, I think for our Christian leaders out there that are listening or any Christian that's listening or somebody who's thinking about being a Christian, um, it's all the way with God. Um, you know, the double mindedness, God doesn't say that to us because it's one more thing that we got to do. It's because it's the only way to really live the Christian life. Um, I remember the first time I went to Kenya, going into a couple of houses of Christians, and they had little things on their mantle. And I was like, "What?" I asked somebody, what is that? It's like, oh, those are, you know, little gods or idols or something along, you know, whatever that meant to them. It was kind of the backup plan. <laughs> you know, if God doesn't work the way that I sh should, I got my backup plan. And, you know, whatever the culture, I see that all the time. A lot of people trying to live for Christ, but I'm doing it my way and I'm thinking of me as the backup plan. You know, I, I got to make sure. And so if if we take nothing else away from today, I think God would tell us to be all in. Wouldn't you say, Bishop David? Yes, exactly. And we would actually say that God is holy. And yet he invites us to come to close to him. And uh, and when we come close to him, he drew cleansing of our sins. Yeah. And we fully yeah. give ourselves to him. Then we see the difference and the kingdom advances. Yeah. And being all in is the secret to that. So thank you for that powerful, uh, not only the teaching, but the story of an example. Um, God wants to do great things. You don't have to be a bishop of a denomination um, but he will use you in a powerful way in whatever your context as a leader, if you'll submit yourself to him. So thanks again for being here. We got one more week with Bishop David. 
And so I'm excited about that. It's going to be the grand finale. So I, I think in faith, it's going to be our best episode yet. I'm just guessing. We're just building from week to week. And so thanks for being here again uh, on the Clay Jars Micro Podcast. And we invite you to join us next week um, as we'll have Bishop David for our last week as we look at being close to God. 